Welcome to Digging Out with Hadassah Jacobs. Each week, we dig out Hebrew words from the weekly Torah portion, jewels of understanding that help us dig out of our problems, find solutions, and make milestone tweaks in our lifestyle so we can believe, perceive, and become everything God has destined for us to be. So, let's get started. I'll see you in this week's podcast. Well, shalom, shalom. I think you're going to be really excited about this week's uh, podcast, Digging Out. So, this week, we're going to be talking about two Hebrew words, lech lecha. They happen to open up the Torah portion reading from Genesis Breshit. Breshit is the Hebrew word for Genesis 12, 1 through 17, 27. So that's the title of the Torah portion, Lech Lecha. And these words are right in the beginning. These two words are from the same word, Yelek, but they're the command form. So, just like if I say to you, go, just go. You, you've got to be there in two minutes. Go, go. All right, that's what lech lecha is. What it really means is go, you go. So, their origin, however, is from the Hebrew word halak, which means to go to move, to walk, to lead. Halak also infers to walk as in the manner or way a person lives their life. So you've heard the saying before, you know, walk the talk. (laughs) So, okay, so that's kind of what it means, walk the talk. In other words, let your words, your life uh, really demonstrate what you believe, what your values are, and where you're heading. And because the usage of the word walk is so common in our everyday life, we rarely step back. We rarely stop to think about the term in light of our relationship with God and our relationship with others. Consider that the voice of the Lord God walked in the garden. Enoch walked with God and was not. Noah walked with God. And Abraham was told by God to walk before him. So what is God trying to teach us about the word halak? The word walk and its role in relationship between man and God. So let's start with the most simplest thought, the pashut, which also means simple in Hebrew, direction. Walking has to do with the direction you are moving. Have you ever stopped to think that all of your extremities from your eyes to your feet are facing forward. Yep, forward. And that is a direction. 
So why did God create you facing forward? We get a glimpse into the answer when God says to Avram in Genesis 17.1, he says, Ani el Shaddai, I am God Almighty. And that means I am the beneficent one who daily loads you with benefits. I am the one who is your shield and great reward. Walk before me and be wholehearted. And that word wholehearted we have already talked about in our last uh, podcast. I think we might have touched on it in our first podcast. And it means with moral integrity. God tells Avram to walk before him denoting that God wanted Avram to lead his family and ultimately the nations in learning the ways of Adonai, the Lord, the ways of justice and judgment. Wow, <laughs> we could be focusing on that today because if, if uh, God tells Abraham to lead in the arena and the discussion of justice and judgment, what we're seeing before us today is lawlessness, the exact opposite. So once again, God himself was talking to Abraham about a need, a need that was going to be in the land of Canaan and that he was going to be the the pioneer, the trailblazer that was going to share the understanding of justice and judgment. So, with that, it also meant that God would come behind Avram, confirming his word and revealing himself through the actions, choices, and deeds of Avram. God was so confident that Abraham would choose moral right, righteousness, truth, and justice over immoral, bribes, inequity, injustice, and idolatry. So much so that his instruction, walk before me, made Avram that, as I just mentioned, that pioneer that trailblazer in creating the path and space for God to manifest himself to the inhabitants of Canaan and for God to endow Avram with the title father of many nations, for God to build, create, and shape the identity of a people and of a nation, the Jewish people, the nation, the house of Israel, he needed a man to walk before him with the character, the understanding, and the ability to be the voice of God in the land that he was sending him. So if a Ram whose name was changed to Abraham after God calls him to lead, 
only walked with God, both God and Abram would have remained inward in their relationship, as we see with Adam, Enoch, and Noah. All were defined as walking with God, each obedient to the call of God, but notably none of them changed their world. They may have saved themselves and their house, but they didn't impact their world with the knowledge of God. On the other hand, God knew if he was going to have influence among the nations, he needed a friend who was willing to act on his behalf. One who would take the vision and run with it. One who internalized the ways of Hashem. Now, for those of you that are not familiar with the term Hashem, Hashem means the name, and it specifically is referring to the name of God, Hashem. So let me start that sentence again. One who internalized the ways of Hashem, the authority of Hashem, and the desires of Hashem for the purpose of revealing him along with a better way, a blessed way to mankind. And in turn, God would reward Avram. He would reward him with abundance, exceedingly bless him, ensure that none of his words would fall to the ground. In other words, God would have Avram's back. Even when he disagreed with his actions, we see that God still has Abraham's back. You see, this is an encounter with Pharaoh, his encounter with Abimelech, and we'll leave that for another podcast. But either way, both of those times, Abraham made a mistake And he ended up walking away with the blessing of the other leader. Even though they were infuriated with him, uh, they blessed him and sent him on his way. So you saw that God had his back. Now, this idea actually runs through the entirety of Scripture. I'm reminded of Shmuel, Samuel where it is written that God would not even allow one of his words to fall to the ground. In other words, God would uphold everything he said. Uh, Melech David, King David, was, was another instance where the prophet comes to him and he says, David, do everything that's in your heart. God is with you. He's behind you. He's backing you up. So we find that when you step out, And God says, walk before me, that he's got your back. Israel, too. We understand from the encounter with Israel and Hashem at Mount Sinai that God has sufficiently uh, instilled into the nation even by the time they get to Sinai, which is early on in the journey, that 
When it comes to moral law, first you act, then you understand. Kol asher diber Adonai na ase ve nishma. All that the Lord has spoken, we will do and we will hear. And the word hear here is hear, hear, huh? <laughs> the word hear, hear <laughs> is the word shema. And it doesn't just mean to hear or listen, but it also means to obey. And it has this connotation that this combination of hearing and obeying, doing and acting, gives you understanding. And it's interesting because in the book of Mishlei, God teaches us that in all of our getting of knowledge, of wisdom, it is so important to get understanding. He said, in all of your getting, all of your searching, all of your time spent gathering experience and knowledge, make sure that you get understanding. So when the Israelites say to Hashem, Kol asher what they're saying is, we're going to do what you say, and then we're going to understand what you mean. We see this in the call that God gives to Avram to leave his country. We're going to talk about that in just a minute. But God calls him and he acts. He doesn't even know where he's going. God says, I'm going to show you. But later on, he begins to understand. And the word listening or hearing is far more than just putting some AirPods into your ears and and uh, hearing the music play. It's the internalization of what you are learning, what you are hearing. And we find in life experience that internalization comes through the doing. It comes through the sharing. Oftentimes, a teacher may have limited knowledge on on a subject and they may be learning that subject more in depth as they're teaching it to the student and there's something very rewarding about teaching because as you teach you begin to internalize your subject you internalize the knowledge and the more you teach the more you begin to understand that knowledge because the students and the input of your students, their questions, their responses, that synergy with the knowledge causes understanding to come forth. And that happens through the process of listening. All right, back to our story. So, this was Abraham's response, as we just mentioned, when he was called out of Babylon. Go to the land that he will show you. Lech lecha. 
go, you go. And because Abraham obeyed God in his going, God did for Abraham everything he promised. So now let me interject the whole verse that began with lech lecha, go you go. Hashem said to Avram, he said, get you out of your country and from your kindred and from your father's house unto the land that I will show you. Now in last week's episode number two, I spoke about the steps God took to ensure that his vision and purpose was completed. Each step required chavdil, which means separation. Here we see that Avram, to fulfill his purpose in God's commandments, there were three levels of separation required. First, your country, then your kindred, and then your father's house. Now, Chazal says, Chazal being the consensus of the rabbis, Chazal says, these are the main influences which mold a person's thoughts and actions. Your country, your kindred, and your father's house. Abram was to cut himself completely adrift from all associations that could possibly hinder his mission. A similar call comes to Abraham's descendants in every age and every clime to separate themselves from all associations and influences that are inimical, contrary, counterproductive, obstacles to their faith and destiny. However, I really want to interject at this point that Avram did not leave behind his wife or any under his personal care. His nephew Lot was under his care because his brother had died. So he took Lot with him. And when Lot was ready to go off on his own, he separated from him. But until that point, he made sure he was taken care of. I want to mention this because too often we see in today's society, whether it's husbands leaving wives or wives leaving husbands, even children <laughs> wanting to get out too soon, right? Uh, we find that when someone has a vision or, or thinks they see something in the future that they want to pursue, that they leave behind members of the family, those who they are personally responsible for. And this is not what God meant when he said, leave your country, your kindred, and your father's house. He needed Avram to go out from this land of idolatry and all that are influencing him in a way that was contrary and counterproductive. So Abraham and all the areas of separation did not abrogate his personal or collective responsibility. 
In other words, individual pursuit did not trump collective responsibility. So let me end with this. When you have a vision, a dream to go, and to do something that would elevate the world, introduce greater purpose and empowerment to others, infuse moral clarity into lifestyle, share God's love and laws, do it. Walk before God, lech lecha, and let God come behind you confirming and rewarding your labor, your mission. Let him show himself strong on your behalf. Never be afraid to step out and make a difference. Consider that when God created your backside, he added padding. And for some of us, a little too much padding. Why? Most likely to cushion the fall. First, when you're a child and you're learning to walk, boom, boom. (laughs) Just, you know, you're constantly falling. I remember in high school, I was a hurdler. (laughs) And I can't tell you how many tumbles I took as I would be hurdling over the hurdles. (laughs) And so our life has this element of falling. So God is telling you, when you fall, I'm going to be there. I've got you. I will pick you up, dust you off, and set you back on the right path. In addition to that, he will also give you a core network of friends, family, and others who are there to help you. And one last thought. We started with the insight that God created us facing forward so that we could lek leka, walk before God. But it also begs the obvious question, if we're walking forward, who has our back? Well, yesterday as I was walking behind a friend and sharing the thoughts of this podcast, I found myself looking at her back. And that's when I realized the true meaning of love thy neighbor and be thy brother's keeper. Because you will always have someone in front of you. That's what a mentor is. That's what inspires you when you see someone that has gone before you. Houses, legacies are built on so many individuals that have gone before, so many fathers, so many families. They are what build the legacy of a home, a family, a nation. That's what it's built upon. And you'll notice that when you're walking behind someone, that it very well could be that God wants you to have their back. It's not just that God has 
your back. But he wants those that are following you, those that are walking in your footsteps, to have your back. And I think that really, once again, ties everything together. The call of Avram, the reason why God said walk before him, because he knows how interconnected we are, and he knows when you have a purpose that is guided by core values of justice and moral integrity, that you're going to care for one another, and you're also going to encourage and inspire one another, and you're also going to expect at the highest level of faith and fortitude to see the mighty hand of God working on behalf of the one, the man, the woman, the child that chooses to walk before God. So today, God wants you to trust him. And if he says, lek lekha, he wants you to go. So I say, lek lekha. Shabbat shalom. See you in the next podcast. Any questions, comments, make sure that you write them below. Let me know, because I would love to hear from you. Shalom, shalom. Thank you for listening to Digging Out. Remember to like, comment, I love your comments. Share and subscribe. Let's dig out together. This podcast is sponsored by Let's Learn Hebrew and Skillsets, the method that makes learning Hebrew fun, intuitive, and totally doable. To get started, click on the link below. You'll be so glad that you did. Now, I'll see you in the next podcast of Digging Out. This is Hadassah signing out. Shalom, shalom.